This is Sports Debate Tuesday. Rob McLean, Jason DeBiz. The episode starts right now. Step into a world where there's no one left but the very best. No MC can test. Yes, yes, y'all. You don't stop. <laughs> yes, this is episode 41 of Sports Debate Tuesday, along with Rob. Keep it McLean, McLean. I am Jason DeBeas. And what are we going to talk about today? You know, football, football, football. Had a little bit of a small event over the weekend for mixed martial arts. Not a whole lot of exciting matches. Thank you, Andre Arlowski, for that snooze fest. You deserve the win. Uh, Glover Chikshara beat Santos. We're going to holler about that a little bit. Of course, we got our NFL pick six. Talk about last Last week, um, the guest against the host, I believe, was Ryan Millar. We're going to do that in a minute. But first things first. (laughs) You know, Rob McLean, the Buffalo Bills have beaten the Seattle Seahawks 44 to 24 behind Josh Allen's 31 for 38, 415 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. 81.6 completion percentage, 145.1 QBR, or I think that's actually passer rating, but whatever. I think they confuse that. But the question is, Rob, we're going to start with you. How much is Russell Wilson to blame? Russell Wilson is partly to blame. You know, I mean, he definitely had his interceptions and uh, he had his fumbles. Well, I just think... You know, at a certain time when one team's playing so well, uh, it, it, it kind of just puts the pressure on the other on the other side to, to step up their game. And, sure. you know, they tried. You know, they definitely played well. They, you know, 24 points isn't, isn't terrible. But, you know, to have 48 put up on you, you know, that's more of a defensive issue as well as uh, um, <clears throat> as well as just not, you know, not executing at, at the right times, you know, to keep their offense off the, off the field at, the, at certain times or to give them a, an opportunity like a fumble or a interception, you know, it's, it's a, it's a game changer. So um, that just, you know, it's kind of like worse, worse, like a perfect storm where, you know, teams playing great. You try to like pick it up a little bit and then, you know, falls off the train and these are the stats to show, but, you know, he's still able to pull up, put up some yards, put up some touchdowns, just uh, wasn't able to, you know, not shoot himself in the foot. Yeah. For me, I, um, well, I mean, if you look at just the, the, the stats, let's say somebody's a Martian that landed on this planet, right, and only looked at the stats and saw, you know, saw two interceptions, saw two lost fumbles um, in one of these these games I think we both can affectionately refer to as a shootout, right? Russell's been in a lot of shootouts, and Buffalo looked like they were more than down to have a shootout because, as you know, their defense wasn't the best thing in the world the last few weeks. I mean, they've blown some opportunities. And mind you, they're 7-2. and two. Could have been better if they actually played some D against Kansas City. Definitely got a lot of uh, calls their way, you know, uh, penalties. Only one penalty for the Bills. But anyway, um... Yeah, I think it's more Josh Allen. I mean, I think he got out ahead. And, you know, when, if you allow Russell to catch up, he will. And we, we do remember the Buffalo Bills being up 28-3 on the Rams and had to survive that game. That was one of the most bigger, bigger collapses. And, and if anyone that's followed the Bills, like I do, um, will 
be the first one to tell you they do start strong and they do kind of kind of waver at the end so it was re- i think it had a lot to do with more of them not hanging on but con- but just playing the football they played in the beginning ask you ask him what he's won johnny 44 points a lot of it was off turnovers but there's something to be said about capitalizing on those turnovers right you could actually punt or you could actually kick a field goal instead of course uh touch scoring a touchdown so um i and my personal bias of course i'm gonna give um I'm going to give my boy to rub, you know, um, Josh Allen. But at the same time, I mean, if you if you 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 throw two interceptions. And you and you fumble the ball and you lose the, the, the fumble twice. I mean, guess what? Right. Those things are going to sure happen. Feel. Right. Those things are going to yeah. happen. So so for me. Definitely not one of Russell's uh, best games, but we've seen him have games similar to this, maybe not as bad and still win. So, Russell, yeah, he's the blame because the um, right, he, he gets that W. He 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 gets credited with that W when they win, right? So you got to take that mm-hmm. L when you lose. So I mean, that's a general thing, and that's lazy of us to say, but it is what it is. I mean, his numbers. I mean, you take away the whatever. He's he's got a sixty-eight point three completion percentage. He's got he was twenty-eight for forty-one, not too gaudy. Three hundred and ninety yards uh, passing. You know, he could light up the scoreboard, including these these ridiculous bombs. You know, I had mm-hmm. I was at Sharkies with my Buffalo Bills backers, Rob, and we were just having a conversation how Russell Wilson gains this ridiculous separation on these weird on these throws where the guy's so open it almost looks like a punt return. And then one play later, what does he do? He throws like a fifty five yard pass to um it wasn't Metcalf. I thought Metcalf, uh the Buffalo Bills did a really good job Tyler locking Lockett. him down. Probably lock it probably lock it but russell i mean russell could throw to anybody yeah. and look good but i'm very listen i'm very very happy he's he's got metcalf and Lockett now because now you know he's not um now he's got people to you know that you have to respect the defense has to respect but more buffalo bills best defense i've seen him play all season i think we both agree on that i mean they were 30th in the league in, in third um not not getting off the field on third down, which is a sad stat, which never results in a seven and two record. So, so yeah, I'm with you. you, you do, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, do you think that this game will push Russell out of the MVP conversation? I mean, for, no. I mean, the, everyone, no. uh, the Monday morning quarterbacks are like, oh, that's it. He's not MVP no more. He's not MVP of no course, more. I'm like, these, these, these haters. I'm, and and to, all of those people that were like, he's out of the MVP race, probably never had him in the MVP race to begin with. Right? Yeah. You never heard. You always, those same people are like, oh, Mahomes this. Oh, Brady this. Oh, what about Breeze? No, no mention. The, the most thankless <laughs> quarterback, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the least... Uh, appreciated quarterback in the NFL. Sorry, go ahead. No, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I think to the rest of the field, it probably doesn't matter, but like to what kind of Patrick Mahomes and the, and the Kansas City Chiefs have, have been doing this year, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of not a step back, but it's not a step forward, right? No, and, no, if, you know, if Patrick Mahomes takes a step forward, it's not necessarily a negative, but it's not, you know, he's not catching, you know, he's not catching up. So I agree. Yeah, and, and Mahomes, let's say Mahomes can keeps balling out he like this. Have a bad game. I mean, Mahomes know, is a runaway MVP because they only lost once, and that was because Derek Carr played out of his mind. And um, but here's the thing: if Mahomes, let's say Mahomes finishes thirteen and three, and at the rate they're going, I mean, they don't have a lot of resistance. I mean, yeah, I looked at their division. I mean, the, the, their division is quasi competitive, but not not a division they can't finish six and zero. Do we both agree they could finish six and zero in that division? 
with the Broncos, with the Chargers, and, yeah, absolutely. and the Raiders. Absolutely. If Russell Wilson finishes first in the NFC West, I think I give him the MVP. <laughs> with the Rams, the Niners, and and those are second to last and last because the Cardinals are better, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. But right as of today, let's say both teams win out, it's got to be Mahomes. You got to give it to Mahomes, our homeboy Mahomes, right? Yeah, so, absolutely, absolutely. Cool, man. <laughs> hey, topic number two, the Saints. Boy, did we get that wrong on the pick six, right? Which cons- oh, is going to come up after got, that. Oof. The Saints beat the Bucks, and Tom Brady 38-3. to How, How's that for an Antonio Brown debut? <laughs> yeah. So the question is, and I think I'm going to answer this first, as far as the Saints winning, no, as far as the Bucks losing, who, who takes, who's the most responsible for this L? I'll go first. I got to go with Tom Brady. I mean, in his defense, he did throw some balls that went right to people's hands and that came off of people's hands. But he it's not like he didn't have protection. He had plenty of protection. He, he was in the pocket too long. Sometimes you got to know when to throw away the ball. OK, 22 or 38. That is nothing to write home about 209 yards, three interceptions, not to mention the constant pressure he put himself under because he refused to get rid of the ball. So so. I think he was trying to give Antonio Brown too, you know, uh, too many targets. And you can clearly see in the game, Mike Evans was not, uh, there was a general level of unhappiness pretty much from quarter one to four. And I don't know if that came from um, Brady, like uh, Brady's uh, distribution selection. But at the end of the day, oh, he's the GOAT when he wins or he's the best. He's this, just like we said about Russell Wilson. Got to take that hot L. Floor's yours, Rob. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when you lose like that, I mean, it's the whole team. You know, I, you can't, as, as a professional football team, putting up three points on the board, I'm sorry. Look at what the Saints have done to people in the last couple of weeks. They've just given up, you know, you know, 60 points in the last three weeks at least, you know. So uh, <clears throat> maybe the Saints fix something. You know, they're a, a world cha- they have a world champion uh, uh, coaching staff. Um, maybe they fixed something. Maybe they uh, got pressure because what they were doing before was not working. But mm-hmm. there was um, <clears throat> the Bucks were clearly on working on all cylinders. They had a great couple weeks of uh, maybe a couple easy wins in the first couple weeks, a couple tough wins last couple weeks. Um, and you know this is the big matchup. The Saints had a couple tough matchups uh, that they didn't uh, progress through very well, but. Man, when uh, when you see thirty-eight to three, that's like a full team loss. You know, it's a defense that lost, that's an offense that lost, it's a coaching staff that just did not pick it up. Second half, you know, it's just thirty-eight to three. That's not a good score. No, that's a straight um, up punking. I mean, yeah, even when you know. Brady didn't have any receivers in, in New England, <laughs> you know, yeah. he at least put up fourteen or whatever, and this or not. I Something. Mean, yeah, yeah. It's been a very long time before. I mean, I know Brady's had his games and stuff, and hopefully that's what it is for the books, but. <clears throat> when you have a team that like the whole offense runs around you like you did in New England, you can say that. But when you got a team like uh, you know, Tampa Bay, when you got wide receivers like Evans and uh you've got, you know, great tight ends, you got a great uh, you know, offensive line, you have really good running back, you know, somebody's got to pick up the slack and, and take it off the of the quarterback who's been doing it for 15 years. So I wouldn't give all the pressure to Tom Brady, because um, uh, I think there are other leaders on that team. Yeah. You know, that's that's I a mean, that's a 
think about this too. Like, uh, uh, if you look at the 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 uh, the Bucks rushing game, I think they had nine attempts, eight yards rushing. That's that's you know, so yeah, it's got to be coaching staff to me. Yeah, but all right. Before we go to the Saints, because I don't want to breeze through this and not give them their props too. Um, Absolutely. For the for the people at home, for the Tom Brady fans and for the Brady haters, is it is it time to hit the Brady panic button? No. Thank you. Short answer. Yeah. No. I would I would love to to let's let's talk about Drew Brees doing his thing a normal day tight numbers twenty six to thirty two. Um, um wow another one 81.3 completion percentage he was second i think he was second uh, on uh, over the weekend only to um i believe josh allen who had 81.6 so <laughs> 81.3 to 81.6 it's good to finish second too four touchdowns clean game 140 141.7 passer rating but let's talk about Taysom hill man Taysom hill two for two completions 100 yards Taysom hill 48 yards rushing. Taysom Hill, uh, 21 yards receiving. <laughs> the man is all over the place. The guy was recruited to be a quarterback, and the college escapes me. And for the people listening to the live version, yes, folks, we are live on this one. Can tell me what college he went to, but I wanted to, I didn't want to go without giving him a shout out because it definitely takes pressure off a, of a um, a hobbled receiving core and a lot of pressure off a of Kamara, um, Alvin Kamara, who sometimes they stack eight in the box if Drew's having a bad day. So, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> it's crazy what you know losing losing Ingram and then still being able to you know shoulder the load like that. You know, I love Alvin Kamara. He he does great. He, you know, he does a lot more than what you think he has. You know, he's he's a little undersized for his position, let's say, but you know, he knows what kind of game he needs to play. Um, and he's just a dynamic player. Like under, like within ten yards, the receiver, dynamic player. You know, and that's sets up the rest of the offense where you got like a Michael Thomas, and then you know, that's that's about it. Where you know they got a. They're kind of like New England in a sense, where you know they're they're kind of making with with the the pieces that they have, and uh, you know going around Drew Brees, who you know if you're understanding the way the sport works, the quarterback, a wide receiver, a good wide receiver, a good uh, receiving running back, and then everything else on defense. So it, it just it just kind of looks like another championship style team. You know, even though they're not winning all the games they need to win. Um, all they got to do is make it there, and then it's, you know, the road to the playoffs. I mean, it's road to the, the Super Bowl. So I love what the, the Saints are doing, and I just think that they just have to, you know, keep executing yeah. as much as they can, especially on defense. Yes, and not make any playoff games close. <laughs> if it's close, you almost – I mean, think about what the non-pass interference call. Think about what Diggs did to them with Minnesota with no time left on the clock. Just, I mean – just every worst case scenario. I mean, I'm, I, they're not. We ain't talking about they the ain't all of a sudden because they're always gonna be in the championship picture. They're always gonna be in the playoffs. They're a very respected team, pretty much since Drew Drew Brees and Sean Payton came there. You know, they're from their opening night. Remember post hurt um, Katrina, Reggie Bush returned a punt for a touchdown, and and it was just great. They played the Falcons. That was Michael Vick was with them at the time. All right, so cool. So we got one more game before we go to the pick six because we talked about them last week and now we got to talk about them this week too. Um, the Miami Dolphins. They benched the Harvard boy. They put in the Alabama kid, the rookie, Tua. 
I ain't even gonna say the last name. You, that's where that's where you come into play. You gotta make me feel. Tua Tagovailoa. There you go. Fail. All right. So anyway, they beat the Cards. Close game. Highly competitive game. Man, big up to the Oklahoma. Um, the Sooner, Kyler Kyle Murray doing his thing, man. It was a pretty. It almost felt like a college atmosphere watching a second-year quarterback and a rookie quarterback go back and forth, right? It felt like Oklahoma versus Alabama, and just and very similar. Alabama came out and won this 34-31. Uh, big up to the Dolphins defeating the Cards, um, the Cardinals, and I'll just skip the whole soliloquy and ask you this, Rob, how you like Tua now? Ooh, man. I mean, I've always loved Tua. Uh, I just wanted him to be healthy and to get on the field. Um, for me, I, I, you know, he's the lefty quarterback in the league. You know, that's my guy. So when you're talking about um, the best in the league, I'm not going to put him up there, you know. But even from high school, you know, he was the guy, you know, the guy that could uh, easily get your team to, to any championship, you know, the guy that, had to put in his work, but he has that arm, you know, he has that talent, you know, he has the uh, the intangibles. He's kind of like a Russell Wilson aspect uh, type of quarterback, but he's also a very good pocket, pocket passer, you know, and it takes a long time to develop that. And I think he's worked very hard in a young age to do that. So <clears throat> when you see numbers like 24, 20 for 27, you know, that's, that's a, that's a real number. You know, he's going to do that. You know, he's going to do that week in, week out. Um, he's going to do it where most teams have to now, just because he's left-handed, see things from a different angle. Um, he's going to be doing certain things that are a lot different than other teams. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, great to see um, great things from Tua, uh, great things from that from that uh, coaching staff. Uh, and I, honestly, I have to give shout out to um, you know the brass in uh, in the Dolphins um, organization. I think last year when they were going to tank, they did a fantastic. Um, and, and not tanking and creating a really fantastic team. And then uh, this year, you know, uh, sifting through, find Brian Flores and getting the best close they could. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing great things. So big yeah. ups to the uh, Dolphins and can't wait to see what's going to come. No doubt. Listen, wow, before we even talk about this game, and I hear a dog growling at the end because obviously yeah, that, do that dog bet on the cards to win and so did we, okay? Um, <laughs> for the pick six. It's true, it's true. Um, <laughs> only Malar, Malar was the only smart dude that, that, that got that one right, Ryan Malar. So, but yeah, before we answer, I, I answer Tua, you, you brought on to, to Brian Flores. Brian Flores, I'm very, very glad they kept his coach because when you look at seasons, like you're looking at the Jets right now, you're looking at the Giants right now, and sometimes they fire the coach at the end of the season. Sometimes they fire the coach at the midpoint of the season because they're like, okay, just what's the point, right? And you know what I mean? We might as well just do it now. I think sometimes a lot of – the reason why people wait to the end of the season is because they want to see – if regardless of how bad your team is, do they, do they, do, are the players still going to play for the coach? Are the players still going to respect the coach? Is the coach still going to keep the players' morale up despite the fact that they're losing a bunch of games? These are proud elite athletes. Nobody wants to lose, uh, you know, every game. In fact, I think a year ago, the Fal I, I think Miami thought that they predicted they finished one in fifteen or even oh possibly zero in sixteen, and then somewhere at the end, they banged off like four out of their five last games, including beating the Patriots, knocking the Patriots out of the out of the. Um, the bye week, right? And then the Patriots subsequently lost to the Titans on an interception return for a touchdown. So big up to Flores, big up to the GM, both African-American people, big up to starting um, starting uh, Tua, um, who's, who's um, 
I call black equivalent. He's Samoan. Both parents are Samoan. <laughs> and as to the question of how do I like to to now, I love it because he because he, he he's mature enough to measure uh, to understand the coaching staff and and the assignment that he's given. He's like, this ain't the game for you to be lighting up the scoreboard. This is the game where we don't beat ourselves. That was last week against the Rams because they scored a touchdown on special teams and then on defense and just and the defense continued to continue to hammer um the the Rams quarterback uh, Goff. So this week, they're like, hey, okay, now we need to know if you can throw. Now we need to know if you could throw against Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray didn't have – he he's nobody's B, right? He's nobody's biatch. <laughs> Kyler Murray, in fact, 21 or 26, those are tight numbers. Speaking of completion percentage, 80 Point eight. I mean, I mean, everybody was. It's the new quarterback. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's happy about sixty percent completion percentage anymore. I mean, three touchdowns, 81, right? Yeah, man. a passer rating of one fifty-seven point two. <laughs> ah, that's Murray. That's the guy who lost this game. So yeah. what does that say about Tua, man? What does that say about great coaching? What does that say about timely defense and special teams? And most importantly, what does that say about our guy Tua to Tagloviova? <laughs> um, 21 to 28. Hey, completion percentage? Not too shabby either, Rob. 71.4%. 248 yards, two scores, no, no interceptions. I believe he ran for a bunch of yards too. Kyler Murray ran for 106 yards, by the way, in addition to, to being uh, the thrower from hell. All right, uh, Kirk, 123 yards of receiving one touchdown. Kirk was his guy. So how do I like Tua now? I love him, and I'm glad they made this move. All right, so it's – and lastly, before we go, I want to give you a map of the Miami Dolphins and what their the, the rest of their games. Right now they're 5-3. and three. But if you look at the rest of this map, Rob, dude – can they beat the Chargers? Yeah. Can they beat the Broncos? Yeah. Can they beat the Jets? Of course. I think the Alabama Crimson Tide could beat the Jets. Um, the Bengals, winnable game, though Burrow comes the ball. The Chiefs, all right, they ain't winning that game. The Bills, at the end, it depending on depending on the momentum, they they can conceivably finish 11-5. and five. Thoughts? I'm a, I'm, actually, I'm going to put it up again. Let's walk. You could walk through <clears> it. <throat> I mean, what I just from what I'm seeing from the Miami Dolphins, like their defense, solid. You know, their offense with Tua, sure they could put up 30, 34. Uh, I mean, thirty-one and then thirty-four, mm-hmm. uh, prospectively. But yeah, um, night, uh, week in and week out, I don't know about that. And then their defense gonna hold up for less than thirty-one points. You know, you'd hope so. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it, when it, when you look at that, I mean, I'm not saying the Cardinals are are. Like are not world busters. They're a great offense, but most of it's around Kyler Murray. And there are teams who have a lot better offenses, you know, going forward. So, Rob, look, I, I'm just saying. Yeah. Do, do I see? Do I see the Chargers? You know, the Broncos, terrible offense. Yeah, as well as the Jets. But the Bengals, have, you know, I could see their team putting up 40 on you know whatever defense the Miami Dolphins throwing out. You know, true. And I, I'm working for with the best you can with Tua, but. You know, again, he could get injured again. You know, he hasn't seen football hitting in a long time. I mean, in a game situation. So, so uh, yeah, you know, okay. I, I want him to stay as safe as possible. You know, he could get hit once. It could be weird. Or they could, you know, take it slower with him, you know. So it's great to see he's doing 20 for 27. They're giving enough attempts to pass. Um, but, again, it's against the Cardinals defense. So it's a great starting point. A wonderful starting point. 
you know. Yeah. Um, Cardinals got, some good, forward, got a good secondary, you know. though. I mean, so listen, let's say Tua gets hurt. Let's say it's Fitzpatrick. The, the, the remaining schedule, the remaining eight games, can they finish five and three, the remaining eight games? Five and three? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to give them five wins, Jets, Bengals, I mean, Broncos, Patriots. Those are three of the five I could see. And everything else, like, yeah. Because, because, like you said, they could easily finish. I mean, three Patriots five. is a huge toss-up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think the Bills in Week Seventeen is a good point because they could just, you know, be running away with the, with the East and just kind of be like whatever with that game. <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, I, I think that's all the possibilities there. But uh, yeah, again, it's kind of like what was happening with the Bengals this season. Like I was like, oh, like ooh, Burrow's gonna, you know, wake this team up. It's gonna be amazing. It's great that two has done this for yeah. you know how long he's done it, but again, you got a Ryan Fitzpatrick sitting back there that's you know waiting for this kid to not perform so he can go back in. And I'm not saying he's like that, but you have a lot of dynamics on that team, you know, where you're you're asking the defense to play better, uh, you're asking the offense to play at least at this level or better, um, and then you're asking for him not to get injured. That's a lot of questionables going forward. Um, so. Yes, if everything hits off right, I could see five and three for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree. So it's ten and six, and maybe honestly, the way the the AFC is, uh, who, I don't I don't even know if ten and six is enough. I mean, the Titans are competitive. You got three teams in the AFC North, right? You got the Ravens, you got Steelers, and you got the Browns who are trying to finish nine and seven and ten and six. You got. You know, Buffalo Bills and KC, they're wrapping, you know, they're kind of a wrapping their division right now. I mean, if they keep going, look and looking at their schedule predictively, they're, they're right now, they're just trying to get a bye the first week. They're not trying to win, just win their division title. So, so cool, man. I'm glad we had that talk. And also, by the way, Dolphins, the testament to the coaching and doing more with less. The Dolphins right now are ranked 28th against the running game. That's pretty bad. They're ranked 21st against the pass, and that's pretty bad. And they're ranked, they're ranked 25th against the rush. That's pretty bad. But guess what? Their overall defense and, po- and points allowed is fourth. Talk about yeah. Ben, but don't break. Yo, my new favorite coach, man. You know, there was Tomlin and there was Flores, and I'm feeling these African-American coaches in the NFL, man. We got got to get more of them, right? Got to get that. Got to get the that, 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 that. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, okay, so where were we? <laughs> He's like, come on, dude. So, all right, we're in, the, we're in our pick six right now. I want to, uh, our NFL pick six. Folks, for you listening, last week Ryan Millar participated in our fix, pick six, and here are the results. Congrats, Ryan. Four and two. Not bad. He picked um the Dolphins actually to win the game and uh that game that we lost. And I don't know, he lost with the Bears and that guy that got that got him four and two, and I'm four and two and you're three and three, and here's the overall record. The guests are twenty-nine and seventeen. And the host, Rob and I, Rob is 26 and 20, and I climbed to 21 and 25. I'm coming for you guys. I'm coming for your <laughs> lunch money, Rob. I'm coming for your lunch money. I know your birthday's tomorrow, and I'm probably going to have to buy you breakfast to make up for taking the lunch money. But right now, I'm hungry. Um, all right, so this week, we have the incomparable Chris Shebs, my man, the founder of the American Hemp Company and CBD and God knows what else. The man is doing things. He is 
bossing it. All right, so here we go. I'm pulling up his picks right now. Let's pull up game one of, of our NFL pick six. Our NFL pick six, game one, is Colts at the Titans. Rob, you go first. Colts, Colts visiting the Titans. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Titans on this one. Uh, they've steered me wrong too many times, but uh, I'm really hoping for a good game from uh, you know the full offense on that team. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the Titans on that. I mean, we're all about remembering the Titans, right? So <laughs> guess what? Good defense. Talk about well-coached teams. Talk about teams that you actually, you literally have to beat. Uh, Rivers, uh, I, I, I like the guy, but man, he's so unpredictable. And he seems to be uh, playing his worst football. at Even in his best games, like his worst moments happen at, are, are so untimely. I, I think he's, it's, I'm calling it Rivers luck right now. I'm going with the Colts. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I'm going with the um, Titans. And our guy, excuse me, sorry, let's do that again. Chris Chips is going with, he's picking the Colts. Oh, boy, that boy got testicular fortitude. All right, Texans at the Browns. I'll go first on this one. As much as I want to pick Baker Mayfield and as, and, and as talented as they are and as much as they think they're doing better with that Odell Beckham, and, and then, I know, so disrespectful, I'm going to go with the Texans on this. They're, they're, these guys are playing for Romeo Cornell, and they're giving Deshaun Watson a little bit better protection, the visiting team on this one. I'm going with Texans. Rob, Texans or Browns? I'm going to go with the Texans as well on this one. Yeah, I agree on that. All right. And Chris Ships is going with the Browns. Boo. All right. So, third game Bucks, Panthers, Tampa Bay Bucks visiting the Panthers. Todd Sloan loves his Panthers, man. He thinks he thinks Teddy Bridgewater is a problem, and they play Kansas City to the belt. So, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to have to go. I don't really know. I'm going to have to go with uh, we uh, Bills on this one. Bucks, Panthers. Oh, Buck Panthers. Sorry. Uh, I'll probably go with the Bucks, man, just because, uh, yeah, I just got to get a, a game that is a comeback game for, for Tom Brady. I mean, damn, they got pretty stomped in the other one. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going Bucks on this one, too. And Chris Ships is going to go Bucks as well on this one. So, yeah. here we go. Just the same. All right. I bring your attention to game four the Buffalo Bills against the Arizona Cardinals. I'll go first. Hey, 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 let's go Buffalo, let's go Buffalo, I love my quarterback, love his completion percentage, love his ability to not turn over the ball, he has these immature moments, but I don't care, I've been right seven out of nine times with the Buffalo Bills and the Cardinals, you are good as dead, got my Bills, who you got, Bills of Cards, Bills visiting the Cardinals. Ah man, I mean, I don't want to go against the Bills. You better, you better, you better watch your mouth. I, I, Rob, I'll throw a hot tea on you. <laughs> man, I just, I think Kyler Murray is going to tear him up, man. But I think that Josh Allen's probably going to do them a number higher. So I'm going to say that it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. I'll say that. All right, cool. You got the Bills, and Chris says nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. He's going with the Bills as well. All right, let's go game five. Uh, Seahawks, Rams. Seahawks visiting the Rams. Uh, 
The Rams actually have a pretty good win-loss record against the Seahawks, just like the Cardinals do. But um, sorry, you go first. My bad. No, 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 you go. Uh, I was just saying, yeah, it's, you, it's just, I, I don't want to not pick the uh, Seattle Seahawks, man. But I've gotten them wrong every time I pick them. You know, they get they they lose. So I'm hoping I'm right here. But let's go with the Seahawks one more time. Yeah, I go with the Seahawks. I think they're going to give them extra extra protection against Aaron Donald. Um, and and Russell has no problem moving to his left or to the right to create more more time and space for the deep throw. He's fallen in love with the deep ball, and I think the Rams are going to more than accommodate him on this one. So, Chris Chips, what do you got, boy? You got – he's got the Seahawks as well. Last game of the week, Rob, I'm going to go first on this. This is Chargers at Dolphins. Wow, Chargers. Talk about the uh, Chekhovian sufferers. Talk about Shakespearean tragedies, right? How many times in the last four weeks has it been decided by the final play? I think three of the last four weeks. And some you guys uh, listening live can more than, more than double check us on that because I got a lot of information, but I am suffering from paralysis through analysis just trying to make this pick. Uh, yeah, got to go with the Dolphins. Got to go with the Dolphins. I got to go with Tua, I think. Uh, as far as game planning defense around around Justin Herbert, uh, I think as far as um, physical and living in a video room like Hermits, I just think the Dolphins are just more prepared for this game than the Chargers are. Respect to, to Anthony Lynn, of course. I um, mean, you know, coach, I hope, keeps his job. And I, I just really hope that the, the brass sees this guy, these, these guys are out there fighting and they're just unfortunate in some of these games. But Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go uh, agree with you on that because uh, there's just too many injuries on the Chargers for me to um, see, you know. I, I know what their full team looks like, and their full team is amazing. But when, you know, when you're injured, <clears throat> you almost rather have a team that's, you know, a little less talented and on the field 100% of the time because you get those reps together. Uh, and I think that's what the Dolphins are going to start to cure. So I'm actually going to go with you as well and, and say uh, – that the Dolphins are probably going to win the game. Um, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, pretty close. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well on this one. Cool. All right. I think, and I, I believe Chris Ships shares our sentiment. Chris Ships, where you at? My man going with the Dolphins. It's all about ships. I like how I just put the apes in. It's all about hips. <laughs> it's, it's all about hips. Cool. All right, guys, that wraps up football. We're going to uh, probably approach more of that on our quick question. But now this segment, uh, we, I bring your attention to mixed martial arts, Chris Ships. Small event this weekend, not really worth, worth watching the whole thing. I'm not even sure if you watched it. I um, had to go back and watch it. I had, I had things to do Saturday. Um, duty calls, you know. And But the main event was really good. Yeah. The main event was really, really good. This Santos against um, Global Teixeira. My goodness, my goodness, what a fight, what a, a, fight. a constant pressure um, by Global Teixeira. What a great comeback at the end, this, this last-minute flurry that everyone thought Santos was going to finish the fight, and all of a sudden, I, I don't know if he got punched awake or if, he, or if Glover zombied up, <laughs> but eventually took the fight to the ground, got his back, and then and won by rear naked choke in the fourth round, but... I mean, Rob, first of all, before we get to our question, uh, um, didn't, didn't it look pretty even going into the fourth round, the way they were, they were exchanging? Or did, I mean, or just was the ground game and just like the constant peppering give, give him decisive, Glover decisive rounds? 
I think it's why we all love MMA so much because it's so different than, you know, the you go to that end and score and somebody else defends over here. It's just so interchanging where how good somebody is in some skill in MMA really determines how much somebody has to defend. So you could say like they, you know, the whole Khabib with, with Gagey thing, uh, you know, they're both wrestlers, right? But there's a big difference. Somebody's not going to defend, you know, use their whole defense against Justin Gagey to, to stop his wrestling. They just, he just use it defensively. You know, a guy like Glover Teixeira, um, to neutralize, you know, a, a pretty, you know, a skilled jujitsu artist, but to, to neutralize somebody like that uh, on their feet, you know, who is so deadly, you know, as they saw, you know, he was pretty much getting knocked out, you know, and then out of nowhere, the guy, you know, acts like, you know, maybe he's just moving slow all the time, but, you know, it seemed like he was moving the same exact speed, you know, turned over, got him on his back, and then, you know, just kept thinking, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, some people are just really good at, at thinking on the fly. Yeah, you know? man. And, I think, and that just showed is it almost seemed by the end of the fight that um, Glover should have done that the whole fight. You know, maybe they didn't really, you know, try to pick apart what, what his uh, aspects or what he's that good at, uh, you know, on the ground, you know, standing, what, what, what is, what's not. But um, it seemed like he kind of outclassed him by the end of the fight, you know. So yeah. very interesting to see that. And, um uh, I thought, you know, Santos is kind of getting ready to move up the chain. But again, when you have, when you're off for a period of time, you know, when you had surgery yeah. on, you know, what that was leg, that leg knees. injury was just gross. Yeah. John, just, John it takes time. Fight. Yeah. It takes time. COVID has a lot of uh, interest in, uh, with his rehab as well as with COVID. There's a lot of interesting, uh, you know, things that kind of hold people back and, and, you know, it takes time. You know, you have to get in for a certain session. So <clears throat> uh, they were saying that he kind of didn't wrestle for a very long time. And, uh, you know, it was kind of weak on that aspect. But I, I can't wait to see him come back and see who he's going to have to fight through. Um, but, uh, yeah, great fight by both guys. Uh, I thought that they both maximized what they were good at. But, uh, yeah, Glover came out on top because the ground game wins. Yeah, man. Ground game always wins. Well, a lot of people when they when they ground and pound you for a few rounds, they like to have the later rounds standing up because they figure that your your your, your muscles are full of blood, and you know Santos is a muscular guy, and muscles need oxygen. Mm -hmm. But I, I think the heavier the weight class that you fight, the more that they still have danger and power in both hands, even if they're swinging slower and even if you know they're they're whatever. So you're right. He he should have just stayed with the game plan. But I think. And in his mind, he was trying to do something convincing because this is his fifth win in, win in a row, and 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 when you win five in a row, all all thoughts are are thinking title shot, and which which segues me to 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 the actual question. And the question was where does the two hundred and five pound um, title thing go? Um, but right now, before you answer that. I think all cars are steering towards giving Israel Adesanya the shot against Jan Blakovich. Um, because Rob um, Whitaker, who won his fight against Cannoneer, said he wanted some time off. And D Dana kind of spun his out, oh, he doesn't want to fight. If you don't want to fight, fine. And I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. The guy, I mean, he just went through a war, and, he, and it's Christmas, and it's Thanksgiving, and, you know, Whitaker sacrificed that a bunch of years, and he's got a kid, I think, that just popped out. So, so your thoughts, like, if you were the GM or the president, do you give Glover the title shot against Jan Blahovic, or do you give it to Israel Adesanya? 
<clears throat> I mean, again, in a perfect world, Izzy, obviously. Uh, I think that if he's got something to say about coming and taking up the title and overlooking him to, to go through John Jones, I think that could be, you know, the same situation as Max Holloway overlooking, uh, what's his name, that, that, that uh, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, you man. Know, that he came up, tried to snatch his belt. He's and, thinking champ, you know, champ, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he got backhanded. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think, and I'm not sure, you know, necessarily if Izzy can move up. I don't think he has uh, power. I think he has uh, uh, an understanding of how to break down some of these defenses and be able to hit them many times. You know, I think that's uh, whatever you want to call it. He's just a, you know, a, a striking, not a genius, but a striking, uh, uh, like a a concentrated striker. You know, everything about his game is about striking. So, uh, yeah, if you put him up against a guy like Jan Blachowicz, I, I mean, I, I, putting that much muscle on in a short period of time because they're going to have a catch weight or it's going to be something higher than 185. Yeah, he. I know? mean, what do you think he walks around? You think he walks even around two hundred? Even if he walks around two hundred, it's a di- like he's not top heavy. He's bottom no. heavy. No, and Bl- Blahovich is it's it's top. It's everything heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, just want, everything heavy. I and I, you know, that. honestly, I was very surprised at Jan Blahovich mm-hmm. against uh, Dominic Reyes. You know, very surprised at how he neutralized his speed. Yeah. Um, how he neutralized and offense. I don't think he's anywhere as complex of a fighter as Izzy is, but you know, Dominic Reyes at least had like an idea. You know, he, he you know, he put in damage against John Jones. You know, that's that's yeah, yeah. Enough, enough said right there. So I think the real <clears> loser <throat> out of this is Jones, you know, who's who's in heavyweight limbo right now and this and that. Mm-hmm. And Adesanya, I mean, Adesanya pulled a gangster move, and now I just think it makes their Twitter war a little bit more. Uh, um, attractive to the people who who are who are into that he say she see she stuff. So when they eventually they do fight, it's gonna be like this blockbuster. So especially if Adesanya manages to go up and win, especially if he decides to go. Um, I mean, I I have a hard. I mean, normally I just pick Adesanya because he lives in a matrix, and you, every time you bet against him, you you pay the price. But Jan is, it's his it's his, it is also his time. It yeah. is also his time. I mean, when Adesanya fought everybody else, I think we both knew their time was kind of done. Whitaker, we knew his time was kind of done. He's, he had two, two wars with freaking Yoa Romero, 10 rounds of, of neither one of those fighters ever being the same again. So, uh, But Jan Bahovic, man, that, he knocked out Reyes. I didn't see that coming, dude. I've seen Reyes get dinged and just get back up. He right, knocked out Reyes. Right, and right. I mean, when I say knocked out, we don't mean TKO like people. Cole. Yeah, starch, dude. Cole. So, okay, so cool. So big up to Darren Elkins. He got back on track. I was very happy to see that constant pressure. He got dinged a lot too. I thought he was going to get KO, but eventually got, got the dudes back and um, scored a submission. Big up to, yeah, he beat uh, Eduardo uh, Agaragori. But and big up to Max Griffin beating Ramirez. But I want to show you this picture. It was a doctor stoppage, and for the people watching this video, just just skip this part, okay? Because this is gross. Watch his ear. Look at that oh, guy's oh ear. My oh God! God! Oh man! What did he get hit with? Just. Uh, I mean, I've seen cauliflower ear, but I never saw a hanging fruit ear. I haven't seen that since Kimbo Slice fought um, Thompson. 
and and the third round popped him and you saw like a whole bunch of blood and they stopped the fight and the guy's like what's up and you just, every time he shook his head you saw the the ear like go back and forth like whatever but i'm like dude i see someone like that in the bar I'm not fighting that, dude. <laughs> you see, whenever you think you want to measure someone's tough and someone wants a piece of you, okay, you have a decision to make. Just look at both of their ears, <laughs> Just look at both of their ears. That is serious business, man. And I, I nope, you're going to have to miss me on that one. I do not True. want, I want no part of that. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to set up to shame or not to shame. Sorry, just trying to see where the hell it is. Yeah, cauliflower ear is crazy. Oh, man. Just, oh, God. Stuff man. is nasty. Just, A lot of wrestlers have that. Jeez. Just. Yeah, I used to be seeing that in high school. It was like, oof, man. Like, like big old popcorn ears. Jeez. Yeah, just. Nasty, yeah, especially, like, well, particularly the wrestlers, right? And yeah, we, yeah, we wonder they why they wear headgear. all day. We wonder why they wear headgear. So. All that rug, rugby players, you know. Oh, no doubt. Dude, sure. no doubt. All right, so this is our segment, ladies and gentlemen. This is, we only have one topic, so bear with me, but don't get undressed. This is to shame or not to shame. 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 All right, so we're setting up to shame or not to shame. Looking for my clock. Let me find my one-minute ticker. There it is. Oops, sorry, let's do that. Let's go back, 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 back. And there it is, Rob. Rob, to shame or not to shame? Let's do that and that. Rob, to shame or not to shame? The Pittsburgh Steelers against the Dallas Cowboys, up by five in field goal position on fourth and short, decide to go for it and fail. Shame or no shame? Um, honestly, no shame. Uh, because at this point in the season, they're just trying to do things. You know, for, I think there's a lot of weird things happen this season where, you know, there's a lot of teams who are not good who you think that were a lot, who thought that were a lot better. And some teams who were just really good, who you know came out of nowhere. So, you know, I think right now, especially being their record, they're just trying to feel things out and do whatever they need to do. So, you know, kudos to them, just keeping it free and keeping it loose. Shame, I say shame, shame, shame. You said in the beginning maybe Tomlin took a payment from Jerry Jones and you know see if he can get a little extra cheddar cheese as the head coach, but also as a, as an underbetter. But that was ridiculous, dude. Your team is undefeated. You're about to blow it, blow your undefeated streak against the Dallas Cowboys with a quarterback I didn't even think still existed on this earth. Never mind, and in a football a football room. Shame, shame, shame. And if I had the bell. I ring it right now. That is the end. That concludes our to shame or not to shame, people. All right, and we're nearing the end. And we have quick question. Rob, quick question. Can the Steelers finish 14 and 2? Uh can they? Sure. Will they? I don't think so, just because. Uh, you know, I, I just see things breaking down for them. But we'll see. I say yes. Um, quick question. Your eye test, Rob. 
Who is the best team in the NFC? Uh, stats, st- stats and win-loss records notwithstanding. You, what does your eye test tell you? Who's the best team in the NFC? Honestly, I don't know. the Giants. <laughs> hey, they're coming along. Come on now. Give me some. Uh, um, I, I, I forgot because <laughs> you just did that. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> No, I go Saints. I go. I go. I go Saints. I go Saints right now. In fact, I think if they they host, they run. They run. They run. The, they run the, the um the field. Um, who is the best team on your eye test? Who's the best team in the AFC? Um, I mean, I probably go with the Bills on that. You know, I think they're most consistent offense. I go Kansas City Chiefs. Um, quick question: Is Mahomes still the best quarterback in the NFL? Uh yeah, no question. Yes, with a second Lamar Jackson, twenty five and five in his last thirty starts. Got to give him that. But Mahomes, still no question. Yep. Hey, um, you took my big up earlier on about the GM, the coaching staff, all the way, all the way up to the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Very, very happy to see them play ball. Right? Don't don't you wish good things for good people, especially when his team didn't give up on him last year, and then you know, and you watch them ball out. And they have such a great fan base. You know, like football, if football is supposed to be anywhere, it's supposed to be in Miami, Florida. Like, my goodness. And it's just like, you know, just, you know, the team hasn't always been the greatest. It's never really won, you know, championships. So it's like, you know, just to have a fan base like that. And then you also have, you know, Dan Marino played there. You know, you had the the uh, perfect season was there. You know, still really haven't had championships. So it's like, it's just great that they have a, such a strong fan base, and now it's coming back. You know, that's what good faith, good faithful, strong, uh, strong fan base will bring back a franchise for sure. No, no doubt, no doubt, sir. I yeah, I, I really like them, and they're one of two teams that had losing records last year that I thoroughly enjoy watching. This year, absent of their record, we talked about the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I really like what what Joe Burrow is doing there, and 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 these are cheer. These are teams. I mean, they're going against my team. I of course I ain't cheering for them, but if they're on the TV, um, I'm not gonna turn away. Same. I'm not gonna turn away to watch the Cowboys play the Eagles again. I mean, just give me a fucking break. So, um, so Rob, anything in closing? Anything in closing? Mm. Go ahead, Russell Simmons. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, no, I, I ain't got nothing really. Just you know, stay happy, stay healthy. I like that. I'm with you. All right, so I guess I say the same thing. You know, I say stay happy, stay healthy. Congratulations to Phil and Avery Drost winning the uh, King of the Beach in Florida, AVP. Um, Congratulations to the Crab Brothers, who actually, the King of the Court, um, actually set up a playoff scenario where they they were brothers and and made it all the way to the finals. They're going to play with the McKibbins tomorrow, some kind of four-on-four thing. Maybe I'll go, maybe I won't. You know, I mean, it is is this man's birthday tomorrow, Rob, keep him McLean, McLean. And it is is also uh, Veterans Day, so I'm going to be doing some things with some veterans, and I'm going to have dinner with my wife. And I also believe I have volleyball practice, too. so, So I say the same thing. Rob says, thank you, God bless you, good night. All right, Rob, my, my love you guys, but I had enough of you. And for all of you at home, for all of you on all of the above, on your iPad, your Droid, your iPhone, on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, old school for Rob. Keep it McLean, McLean. I'm Jason DeBiz. This is episode 41 of Sports Debate Tuesday. And we're out.
Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear. Oof.